Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and coming to you today with a very special guest. Today, we have the pleasure of having Amanda Hawk on our podcast. Amanda is a former teacher, a medical sales college graduate who just received three total job offers and took one with the top, one of the top companies in medical device sales. So, with that nice introduction, Amanda, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Jacob. Yes, of course. We are so happy to have you. We were just talking a little bit offline of just, you know, how hard she worked. Um, and Amanda was very fortunate. And when I say fortunate, I kind of always put in air quotes because people who are fortunate happen to be the ones that work the hardest and put themselves in positions to have these awesome opportunities. Um, but it's just great to hear like Amanda's story of like, you know, what she was doing before this. And then like that, getting three total job offers we were mentioning and laughing off air of like, we, we interviewed with a lot of other companies other than those three job offers. Uh, but I'm just excited to have you on today, Amanda, to just share your journey. And, and hopefully these listeners can take something because you obviously did something right with getting three <laughs> job offers. And I hope so. <laughs> I guess when I get started in a couple of weeks, we'll really see. But <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're gonna do great. Um, and before we jump on, if you guys are listening on the podcast, pre please a five star review helps us grow this podcast. If you guys are watching on the YouTube, uh, press a like and subscribe. That helps us grow. And then if you guys haven't, I've been posting. Amanda's is actually getting sent out today. But an I broke in T-shirt. The back says "New to Medical Device Sales." Again, just a little present to to show how hard you guys work. To show how hard Amanda worked. I love to like send these out to you guys. So if you guys do break in, please reach out to me on LinkedIn, TikTok, uh, Instagram, new to medical device sales. You guys can find me. Love giving those out to you guys just to, again, show all your hard work and, and get some pictures for just like, again, a little community. But let's get into it. Amanda, can you kind of tell us a little bit of background before medical device sales and then kind of going into what you did before what was kind of the decision to be like, hey, what's medical device sales? What should I do? Should I do with this and go forward with that? Absolutely. So um, like Jacob already said, I was a teacher. Uh, and so I taught for seven years and I always was in some realm of music. I've done everything from like kindergarten through high school. High school is probably my favorite. I did choir. Literally, my job was singing and dancing. It was fantastic. Loved it. Uh, but during the pandemic and, uh, you know, coronavirus teaching was not so awesome. It just, it got really to a point where all the joy was kind of being sucked out of it. Um, you know, we, teachers were being asked to do things that were just like, this is not what we signed up for. You're teaching kids that are in front of you in the classroom, but also you have like a group who are online and you have to also address them. The fact of the matter is teaching is a profession where your work ethic and how hard you work is not rewarded monetarily. It is rewarded with a pat on the back. Yeah. And for some reason, that didn't sit well with me anymore. So I was talking with a couple of my girlfriends, two of my best friends in the world. One of them is a gynecologist and the other is a cardiothoracic PA. And I was telling them my struggles and my woes and, uh, they were like, Amanda, have you ever considered being a medical device rep? And I was like, a what? And I had never heard of it. I didn't even know it was something that existed in the OR. I had always had these thoughts of maybe going to PA school or even like going to become a perfusionist. 
Uh, but what is it's years and years of school again. And I was like, I don't know. They mentioned medical device rep. And I was like, oh, what? So I started looking into it. Um, kind of that's where I found your podcast, by the way, was when I started looking oh, awesome. into it. Um, <laughs> so I found your podcast, um, started doing some Google searching, watching videos on YouTube, just trying to learn more about what a medical device rep does. And I was completely intrigued. I was like, oh my gosh, this is just a person who like is an asset in the OR. Like they help surgeons perform successful surgeries. Like you, you make friends with like the nurses and like SPD and like, I like people, I like friends, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, this sounds like me. This sounds like I would really fit in this. And so I came across medical sales college also yep. upon my searching. And I decided to, to kind of dive in and apply. And if everything just kind of went smoothly with that, I was like, all right, that's my sign from, you know, the good Lord, like leave teaching. You're going to go do this that all went swimmingly. And so I told my school, I wasn't going to be returning the following year. And at the very end of the school year, like two weeks later, medical sales college started and I went through those 12 weeks and then started doing that whole applying thing and boom, got myself here, landed a position now talking to you on your super cool podcast. That's awesome. And, and that's an awesome story because again, like you did say, that is one thing I've always talked with people. It's tough that are teachers is, you know, you work so hard and it's like financially, it's just not one of the, like you said, one of those things that reward you, you know, like one of my ladies that I'm friends with, she actually was a teacher left, started her own business. And the reason she left was she remembers talking to her principal and the principal's like, if you keep working hard, one day you can too be here and make $47,000, you know? And she's like, what the heck? And you know, like you can go work McDonald's today and make just about that, you know, like, so that's, yeah. that's the challenging part for you guys and everybody in teaching. So that, that is rough, but, but as, as you will learn, that's what you're doing when you're a medical device sales rep, right? Like you're going in, you're being an asset, but you're teaching people how to use your devices, your machines and everything. So you, I think you made a really good uh, decision that you get to still do your teaching, but uh, financially might pay you just a little differently. Well, yeah. And like, that was also a huge thing. And like, even the interview process, they would, you know, always bring up the concern that's like, well, you don't have any sales experience. And I would be like, hold on. I don't have traditional sales experience. I was like, I've, I've been a teacher for seven years. My job is selling whatever subject topic content that I'm teaching. I sell that to kids so that they can absorb it and either what perform well on a test concert, like whatever it may be, like, that's what teachers do. We sell content. Yep. And so and high school kids can be tough. So. <laughs> no, 100%. Uh, the reason I'm smiling and I'm laughing is like that is the most perfect answer that you can put out there. So again, if you guys are listening and you don't have that quote unquote like sales experience, listen to what Amanda just said. That is like a perfect experience because it was the same thing for me, right? Like I say this to all the guys who they know I was in strength and conditioning before this and they all say the same thing. Hey, I don't have any uh, traditional. And I'm like, you had to sell those athletes to come in at 5 a.m., do the workout, get results. Like, you know, and we always said, and like, especially in athletics and especially for like strength and conditioning, you could be the best strength coach, but nobody cares if they don't like you and they don't do the program. But if you have a team that's uh, willing to run through the wall for you, it could be the worst program in the world. But if you have those kind of athletes, you're going to win a million times over. Um, and it's like you said, 
buy, doing that buy-in. And it's no different than what I'm in today. I'm sitting down and with these doctors and I'm like, hey, this is better. This is why you should use this product. And it's going to be a resource to you. And I, they have to they have to buy in themselves, right? And they have to do some surgeries and same with the staff. You have to get their buy-in. So when they're thinking of your cases, they think of Amanda, they think of your product. And so I, again, you've, you put it perfectly because it's what you're going to be doing when you get in. But that's, I just wanted to touch on that because that is the perfect answer to breaking in. And especially when they say you don't have sales experience, because I've said this before on the podcast, but all medical device sales interviews are is finding what you don't have. And then sitting on that and asking you questions on why you should, you'll be successful when you don't have what they're looking for. That's literally the whole interview process. (laughs) So if you guys haven't gone through it and you're wondering what it's like, it's like that. If you don't have sales experience, they're going to crush you for that. If you don't have medical experience, they're going to crush you on that. If you don't have both, you just get crushed all the way around and you better have some good answers to, and stick to those answers as you go through the process. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely, it's definitely like, I think you've said it where it's like, you feel like you're sitting down and just getting punched in the face for about 45 minutes or an hour. (laughs) It kind of feels like that. And you, you do, you have to be, and this is where the whole thing of like knowing your story knowing what you're looking for, knowing what you want is so incredibly important because if you are going on all these different interviews, but you're portraying yourself as a different person every time, no one's, they, people see through that. Like they want, they want someone who's genuine. They want someone who's real. So even though you may not have the experience or like, you know, sales experience or medical experience that they're looking for, what they're looking for are your attributes. Like, how do you interact with other people? How do you make them feel? How do you feel about yourself? Like those things carry in an interview and quite frankly are way more important. A hundred percent. And, and I love that you just said that because it's exactly right. When we're going through the interview process, how, how do you make that person feel when they leave? And I always, to your point, when you're saying you can't like, you can't fake sell, you're talking to people who sell all day long. Like we can tell when someone's faking stuff, right? Like I can tell when I'm having a conversation with my scrub tech, if they're not listening, if they're not paying attention, right? Like this is all we do all day. So to your point, like you're saying, Yes. If you are out there, please don't try to fake it because I promise you 1000% the people you're interviewing with will see that and you won't be moving on. So make sure that you're always coming to be genuine. So Amanda, so you go into teaching you're like, okay, it's time to go. You found medical sales college. Walk me through that. So you get in, kind of tell us about what the 12 weeks is like, and then kind of the process to get you where you're at now. Sure. So the program that I did at medical sales college, and there's, there's several different kinds, but the one that I did focused on orthopedic reconstruction, um, extremities, trauma, and biologics. And so basically it's 12 weeks and they're all kind of like chunked out based on what you're going to be like learning. Uh, so we like, we start with anatomy, just general anatomy, uh, and, uh, like, anatomical terms, directional terms, things that you're going to hear in the OR that like you need to be able to to know and understand like what it means to be in a supine versus prone, like where like, you know, distal versus proximal things that if you weren't in the medical field or don't know, have a like a grasp on anatomy, you would be like, wait, what? 
So that's where they start, start at the basic of the basics. And then, you know, we go into knees, we learn all about knees, do the hip procedures. We get our hands on saw bones and on actual like equipment and devices, which that was always the really cool part for me. I'm a very hands-on type of learner. Uh, you can talk to me all day, but uh, I, in order for me to really grasp what I'm doing, I need to touch it. And so uh, I felt like that was really awesome. So we do knees, we did hips, uh, we did trauma, which whew, that's a lot. And that was only one week. So you get trauma, you do biologics. And then uh, our last few weeks were in um, foot and ankle and then like hands and shoulders. And then we get one week that is um, career development where they kind of go through like, you know, building your LinkedIn, like how to network, how to go to interviews. We did a lot of mock interviewing with each other, um, kind of practice sales pitching and whatnot. And then we had sales week where we basically learn kind of that more consultative style of selling, not that like, hey, buddy, come check out what I've got over here. Like it's more, they're more about that consultative, that consultative selling. They don't, they don't want us to be that like car salesman type of seller where it's like, like, oh, don't use this product, like use this product. It's like, no, 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 but don't just say use this product. Like, give me the why, give me yep. the benefits. Give me how is this going to be valuable? How is this going to like benefit the surgeon and his practice? Like, it is not that simple. Like they're like you, your personality can take you kind of far in sales, but like, it's not the end all be all. Like no, exactly. you need to be, you need to be valuable and you need to know what the heck you're talking about. Yep. And so they, they were very good about kind of making sure that that was the focus during uh, sales week. It was the last week and it was like, oh man, you go through all of this and it's like, okay, well, only one week of selling. Okay. <laughs> now for some people, I, I get how that would maybe bug them. It didn't bother me, but I think that's just because I'm pretty confident in my abilities Yep. and like how I'll be able to like, you know, see other people do it and learn from them. Um, but all in all, medical sales college is a fantastic way to get to learn a little bit about a lot of different things. Yep. So I feel like I have a like kind of this like wide breadth of knowledge. It's only like a little bit. It's not, it's like I can keep up in a conversation about like, you know, TKAs or hip replacements or, you know, distal extremities and like how to do a laparoscopic procedure, things like that. I, I'm, I, it's not like my, my amount of knowledge is very deep. Now, medical sales college is what you put into it. Wait, they do not. You're not just getting a job after handed to you, right? Absolutely not. Uh, they do not hand you a job at the end of the program and they don't ever tell you that they're going to, uh, it is what you put into it. I left a successful teaching career to do medical sales college. I was not going to throw away my shot of being the best that I could be in medical sales college. So for me, I worked hard. I was the person that showed up to class in at least an hour early. I'd be studying before class. I'm paying attention in class, asking questions, um, interacting with those around me, like making connections. But then after class two, I go home and I would, I would study some more and make sure that I knew what we talked about that day so that I was prepared the next. Um, and, but that was me. 
I had classmates who, who didn't do that. And anytime we took exams or tests, you know, if they didn't do great, they just shrugged, shrugged their shoulders and was like, man, how well, but I invested my own money and my own time to do this program. I was not just going to shrug my shoulders and just let whatever happened, happen. I, I put a lot into it. And at the end of the program, I graduated with the highest score of my class and I got the MVP award from all the instructors. So for me, medical sales college was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change a thing. It was great. Yep. And the thing I want you guys to all hear on that is, you know, it always comes down to what you put into it. Um, and the reason I, I joke around all the time on this podcast about you're not just handed a handed a job is, you know, I was I asked Amanda to go into a little more detail of like how much effort you really do have to put into this because there's this stigma. It's kind of like with college, just normal college, right? Everybody goes to college. They think they're going to get their four year degree. They're going to graduate and hey, it's time to get a job. I guess I'll get one. Right. And what you don't understand is that's not medical sales college at all. And again, like she said, they never said that. But what these people do is they will, well, I will say this, you see on the website, 97% job placement. I think that's a little confusing to people thinking they're going to be placed in a job. That's not what's happening. It's those graduates are getting jobs, but you still have to do the networking. You still have to put in all this effort. You have to put in this time. So everybody who's listening to this, that's considering it again, it's, it's an investment financially. It's a, it's an investment in yourself and how much effort you're going to be, but you got to make sure that you're going in with the right mindset, um, that it's going to be an extreme amount of work and it's just kind of your foundation, um, with it. Now, one question I know, I guess I didn't ask you off air is when you were going through the process, Amanda, did they ask anything about medical sales college? Did, did your interviewees be like, Oh, did you go to medical sales college and kind of just go into that? Absolutely. Uh, every single one. And it's, it's, I mean, it's on my resume. And so of course they would always ask about, you know, what is that like? Uh, Some of them didn't know what it was. And they were like, oh, what is, what is medical sales college? So I'd kind of have to kind of give this spiel of, you know, it's, you know, this 12 week program that basically gives you a crash course and anatomy and medical device to kind of give you some sort of basis. So as we kind of go out in the world and try to land a position and you know, the medical device industry, we know somewhat of what we're talking about. Yep. Um, and so it definitely, it definitely like some people are very aware and they're like, I, one of the offers I got was from a guy because he reached out to me off their recruiting profile, like their recruiting platform. He reached out to me and he was like, you know, I just actually hired a girl a couple of years ago off of who just graduated medical sales college and she's been fantastic. And I came across your profile and I'd like to talk to you. And I was like, okay, sweet. And so some people are very aware and they, they kind of recognize the value that medical sales college can bring to candidates. Uh, But there's others who just, they've never heard of it. And they're like, okay, cool. So you did this neat. So you don't have any sales experience. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah. And with that, you're never going to win. But the reason I just asked that, I wanted to go into more detail because again, just going circling back to what Amanda said about putting in the effort. And the reason I keep stating all this, and I want to make sure I try to paint the clearest picture of medical sales college. And it is because I just told Amanda off air is like, on average, one to two times a month, I get someone calling me and literally crying on the phone, telling me they went to medical sales college. They don't have a job. They don't have a job interview. Nobody they know has a job, job interview from it. And again, so this is always going and stating back, first off, being self-aware, B, 
also just saying, Hey, just because you go and pay money for something, it's, it's just like in business, just because you go open up a store, doesn't mean people are going to come into your store and pay you money, right? Like you have to be able to put in all this work. So I just wanted to like really touch on if you guys are thinking about medical sales college and, and you're here this, just know it is going to still be an extreme amount of work to get into this industry. And the one thing I will want you guys to hear, especially with the guests, but like Amanda, Amanda's got it. Amanda is easy to talk to. She has personality. She's, you're going to have a conversation with her and she, you're going to remember it. This is my whole talk about people being very self-aware because like I told Amanda, I can tell when I get on a phone call with somebody within one minute, if they're going to be in medical device sales or not, because I can tell the hunger in their voice, how, uh, how much they want something, if they're a go-getter or not. And just like, are they nice to talk to on the phone? Like I've literally talked to people that are drags. And again, I'm more of a straight up person. I'm like, Hey, you're really not fun to talk to on the phone. Like you need to bring way more energy. And so I just say that because as real as I am on this podcast, I always just tell people, you guys have to be self-aware. Like I was a very confident person. I knew I can make relationships that, and just like Amanda mentioned that last week of no sales experience, that would have never bothered me because I'm like, I did personal training. I had to sell people to come work out with me and then pay me money every single week to come back and work out with me and do all the work, you know? So like, I wasn't worried about that, but there are a lot of people, you know, I get calls from, what about this? What about this? What about this? Like there's plenty of sales books you guys can read. There's plenty of things you can do to YouTube university to learn about sales and everything. But at the end of the day, I always will hang my hat on sales comes down to a relationship. And if you don't know how to build a relationship, you better do a lot more research on how to build a relationship. Because no matter who Amanda was interviewing with or who she was talking with, at the very beginning, there had to be even even if she had never met them before, she had to develop a small version of a relationship to have that interview go forward and go well. Yeah, absolutely. And like, to add on to that, I will say, I what I feel like went the best, like why this process and the whole journey of like being able to break in, uh, why it went well is because I didn't just, I, I, I would take things from a lot of different uh, sources. So it's like, I would listen to your podcast and like things that you say in your podcast. And like, I even bought your ebook and the things that you talk about in your ebook, like I took that and I combined it with stuff that I was being taught and told at medical sales college. And so literally it's like, we would have breaks in like, you know, teach like the instruction or whatever, maybe it's lunch or something. And what would I do? I'd freaking get on my LinkedIn and I'd start looking for people to message, seeing if there's people who are willing to jump on the phone with me. I even during medical sales college through those entire weeks, like I was networking the entire time, getting on the phone with reps who work at like different companies, people who work as the W-2 versus a 1099, like talking to former medical sales college graduates and be like, what did you do to get a land, like to get a position? The best way to learn is to talk to people who have done it because obviously they did something right. And if you're really struggling to be able to land yourself a position, the hard truth of the matter is you're doing something wrong and you need to figure out what it is so that you can correct it and find yourself in a better position, like period. And my classmates who also have found themselves in positions rather quickly, they were, they were like that. They were networking the whole time. You, there, you can't, Medi listen, medical sales college does put you on a recruiting like platform that they 
that they have. And it's like, you know, they, they boast about having, you know, 2,100 hiring managers and recruiters there. That's all well and dandy. I was top of my class and MVP. I got one hit from the recruiting profile. Every other interview I got was because I went out and got it. I went, I talked to people, the position that I literally am hired for, I did not want, I didn't feel qualified to even apply for it, but it popped up on my LinkedIn. I saw this guy who posted it and it was in my hometown. So of course I immediately was like, oh my gosh, I'm excited. So I messaged him on LinkedIn and all I said was, hey, um, I saw that you posted this position on your LinkedIn. I am currently in medical sales college and I'm looking to learn more about the medical device industry. Have you in fact hired this, like, have you hired this position yet? If not, I'd really love to talk. And he literally responded with, let's have like, what are you doing Wednesday? I'll interview you Wednesday. And I was like, sounds great. And something about, and I'll say this too, it's kind of a little off topic, but when you're interviewing with people, um, it is so incredibly important to, to trust and feel your gut. If you are talking to people for a potential position and like the vibe is not there, like it just feels, something feels off. It feels, it, it just doesn't really have an ebb and flow. That might be a sign that maybe these aren't the, the people you want to work with. But when I reached out and like talked to people, man, when interviews were good, you knew it, you you knew it, like everything just flowed. The way that you talked was different. You know, one thing that you always talk about Jacob, which is so incredibly true about yourself is how passionate you are when you speak. Mm -hmm. And I noticed when I was interviewing that certain people and like interviewees that I would have been talking to some of them, it's like, when, when I talked with them, it was just kind of like, okay yeah this is what I it was just kind of like I don't know just like stale yep and I was like man I am not I am a charismatic (laughs) I've got a lot of energy and a lot of personality like you are not bringing out the best in me but then when I talked with this the the people that I've now been hired with every single conversation whether it's like the hiring manager the sales director the VP something about it I was completely so passionate in the way that I spoke. And like, even though I didn't have, you know, the sales experience that they might've wanted or had the medical experience that they might've wanted, the fact that I was so incredibly passionate about learning and growing with their company, they were like, yeah, I like this girl. And shaboom, eventually I got the job offer. And now you got, and I, and I just want to state this, you, like, I literally got chills and goosebumps when you said that of the part, uh, the part of it's got to feel right. Right. And like, that is such an important part. And I, and I want to just stay on this topic for a second, because I try to tell everybody, it's kind of like when you go to college, right? If you toured a lot of colleges, you knew when you made the right choice, right? Like you're like, yeah, this one's home. Maybe it was the amount yes. of people you left or whatever it was, but you knew that this was home and that you wanted to go to college there. Again, if you're a person who didn't go to college, that's okay. But like you've had other times in your life where it's like, it just felt right. And I say this because this is a common thing. What you're saying is candidates will call me and they're like, Hey, I actually got a job offer, but I didn't feel like they were that committed to me. I didn't feel like this, this. And again, everybody, we always talk this. Normally your guts, a pretty good guiding arrow and it's like 
And, and normally when they are like, they took the job and they didn't have the best feeling six months later, they're calling me and they're like, it's been horrible. Um, they weren't really doing this. So again, I just say that because you're, if you're a good candidate and this is what I, I made a uh, one about three or four podcasts back. If you're a good candidate, you're going to get multiple job offers. Like that's just the reality. And you're going to have to kind of sift through like what, this is where I always ask you, what do you want in life? What do you want your uh, job duties to be? How much do you want to work? How much money do you want to make? What do you want your actual life, working life balance to be? Because each and every job you're applying for in medical device sales is going to give you a different one. Because I could like, I got four job offers in four different divisions that are four different lifestyles for every single thing. And it's the same for, you know, Amanda, she got job offers. They were all different, different ones where she would have been living a different lifestyle. Like the one we just talked about where you said LA, I've talked to her before. I know that (laughs) lifestyle way different than what you're going to be living in now doing your current job. And it's still a lot, but like, again, they're all just different lifestyles, but in the same respect, financially, there's going to be different steps. You know, like this is why I always make it very important when you guys are reaching out to me, you have to do your research on the division. How do you do that? you call people, you talk to people. Like, again, like, don't ever be like, how much money do you make? Especially if you don't know us because it doesn't come off the best, but you can always ask, like, it's how you phrase it. Hey, can you give me a range of somebody in your position, what they would expect to make after three, five years, right? Because there are going to be some divisions that's like, you might max out at $120,000. And there's other divisions that you might max out at $300,000. But there's also divisions that you could be making $300,000 and you're working 100 hours a week. And, you know, like, so there's, these are just things to consider as you're going through, but like Amanda said, make sure that it's a right choice for you. And you have that really good feeling because again, when I went through some of mine, like the, just a quick little story, one of my job offers I got offered, they passed on me the first time. And I was like, and you can imagine how that made me feel right. Like it was more of like, Oh, and I, and what hit me the wrong way was the, the, uh, manager told me I was the best candidate for the position, but he couldn't get over the fact that I had no sales experience. So he ended up going and hiring someone from Yelp, which again, no, nothing on Yelp, but Yelp, you don't make relationships. You just do phone calls all day long and anybody can do that. You don't have to be good at making a relationship. And that was the comment. He doesn't know how to make relationships. And the VP ended up vetoing him. He said, no, I, he talked to him. He asked how he was going to make a human relationship and the, the kid had no answer. So he got vetoed, didn't get the job. I get the job offer. And the reason I'm telling you guys this story is even though I could have, t- have taken that offer, it didn't feel right because I was like, you just said no, even though you told me I, you knew I was the right person. So again, me playing it out in my head, what happens when I'm working for you for six months and there's something where it's like, I know you're right, but I can't get over the fact that I think this is it. And then it would screw stuff up, right? Like there's just little things like that. So again, to Amanda's point and why I got chills is she's hundred percent right. When you're going through these interview processes, you need to make sure that it's a hundred percent. Like I had complete hundred percent certainty with the division and job I'm in now that was like this is my job this is where I want to be this is my teammates because I had talked to so many people and that's honestly like I tell everyone the reason I took my job that I currently have I talked to a majority of people that had been in this position and they were the happiest they're like I have the best work life balance I make really good but whatever it was you know and that and again that's what was important for me just because work-life balance and financial was important for me doesn't mean 
it's important for you. So just that's one thing I just want to say is you guys got to make sure that you're being self-aware for yourself, what life you actually want. But just going back to Amanda's point, you got to make sure that it feels right. Because again, who cares if everybody's so needy to get into this job and so needy to get into this industry that again, that can hurt you a lot of times. And I always joke around with people who call me, you don't want to be the needy girlfriend or boyfriend um, just looking for someone, right? We all know people who get in in relationships and break up and get in and get out because they need somebody to be dating. There's people that do the same thing in these jobs, right? And Amanda, just like myself, you have a little more, you attract a little more when it's like, nah, I don't really need you because I have a couple other offers that I'm entertaining that you guys need to sell to me why I should work for this company. And, and that's exactly how interviews should go. Like it, it is not just them interviewing you, like you are interviewing them as yep. much as they're trying to learn more about you and like vet you as a candidate, you're vetting them as an employer. You want to make sure that the people that you're working for and working with, like it's a good situation. That's how, that's how you end up in these like toxic work environments. It's like, well, something in that process, like was either like hidden or like lied about you. The vibes are so incredible. And it sounds, I don't know. I feel weird saying that. Because, <laughs> I don't know. But like they are, they're so important. Literally the, the second to last week in medical sales college, I got flown out, flown out from Dallas to Tennessee for, an, for a final interview with a company. And I was so excited about this company. They really like pride themselves on like education and uh, like really working with their surgeons and making sure that they're prepared to use their devices in surgery. I was pumped. I thought it was going to go fantastic. I get there and I actually sit down with these people and it's an interview and it was fine, but I left and I went back home and my classmates were like, oh my gosh, how'd it go? How'd it go? How'd it go? And I was like, I don't know. Like Mm -hmm. it just, it felt off. And ultimately it's like, okay, that one didn't work out that's okay. If I, if you're not excited about the job that you're getting, is it really the job that you want? Yep. And that's a great piece because the reason that's so important, if you're not excited now, fast forward a year in when you've put in hundreds of hours a week, you've been like, and again, this is just me being real. You think it's going to be great until you have doctors screaming at you. You have nurses who don't want to use your equipment. You have people very rude to you, right? Like this is just the real life of the territory. And yes, there's the opposite. There's great people to be worth. There's the people who yell my name when I walk into the territory, right? Like there's all of that. But you have to be excited at the beginning because if you're not excited at the beginning, this is a job, a career, an industry that can take a toll on you. And if you're not super happy and super excited about what you're doing, well, month two, if you're not excited already, and then you have like to put 17 fires out, which will happen, it makes the loving the process a little harder when it's like you're getting yelled at, you don't have the trays you need to run, you had three surgeries add on, you had a doctor just uh, convert to a new one, you have like, there's all these things that can happen. So if you're not feeling right, and you're not absolutely loving where you're at, it's going to be really hard when you do have those days, which again, it's sales, some are high, some are low, but you need to be loving what you're doing. Otherwise, the low days will take their toll on you. Some of the, some of the best advice I got when, from one of my instructors at medical sales college while going through the interview process is if you're not passionate about what you're going to be selling, what doctor is going to believe you? Exactly. 
Yep. And, and that's again, like this is where we just talk to people. If you're, they, they see salesmen all day, right? Like they, they can tell, right? So that's another thing is how can you like, I, I've gotten into accounts and they're just like, oh, like, again, when I talk, I'm a passionate human being. And again, I'm not going to talk about something I don't care about because otherwise it's a waste of my time. And why am I going to waste my time and your time? Right. And that's how, how it's portrayed to them. And so it's the same thing, whatever you guys are selling, you got to make sure you're on fire because here's the reality. You're going to be spending 50 to hundred hours a week on it. You better love it because if you don't, the 50 to hundred hours a week, it's going to be pretty dang rough. So, uh, that I, I, I go on on tangents cause I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm a year like in now, <laughs> I'm a year in now. And I, and I just remember like, I'll be getting ready to probably my next one will be the year release of like my overview. But I just remember how naive I was at the beginning. And I'll tell you this a hundred percent because of how naive I was, that is a hundred percent due to the success I have today. Because I talked to my manager and I talked to my VP yesterday and they're like, hey, don't forget the person we hired a year ago. Because as you guys, if you listen to my podcast, sometimes you can probably hear I'm a little more jaded than I used to be. And it's because when you have like an 11th doc or 11 nurse screw at or scream at you and you're just trying to help them, it can piss you off internally. When you have a doctor who said they're committed to you and you show up and they're using the competitor, it can hurt like it because it's your at the end of the day, you know how much time you put into this and you also know it affects you personally and your paycheck wise. So it's it's a double whammy, you know. So I just say that because when you guys go in this, it has to be love. It has to be excitement. It has to be this because this industry, even though it's a great industry and I love it and it's good, it's very good at, it has enough people onto it that it's going to try to clam you down. And if you just let you get clammed down, you're going to be down at the bottom and in a year's time, you're going to be like, what am I doing? I need to do something else. But if you are like Amanda and you're finding these jobs and positions that you love, it's just work at the end of the day. When you find, even when you find something you love, there's going to be tough days, but when you love it, it makes those tough days worth it and you're going to make it through. And that's just every job. There's goods, good and bad with every single job you're going to do in life. There's going to be hot days and going to be cold days, but overall, do you enjoy it? And do you like it? And that's the, what Amanda's really talking about is like, it's got to feel right. Because if you're going into those situations, when you're going to have close, you know, slow days, slow months, which come, and you're not passionate about it, and it doesn't feel right, and you don't feel like you have the right team who's supporting you, it's going to make those times tough. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's that's and the thing is, like, life is always going to go on. And the thing is, you're being a medical sales rep. Now, granted, I'm not there yet. But I've talked to a lot of people, you know, and Jacob, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I mean, it is a lifestyle. Oh, 100%. The fact of the matter is like, outside of the job, you have a life and that life can sometimes bleed into other things. And if your job, like, just like your job can bleed into your personal life, you have to be able to just kind of take it on in stride. Life doesn't stop. You, you have to keep on keeping on. So maybe you have a bad day where I'm so sorry that nurse was just yelling at you and like, you know, throwing things, who knows what happens. You have to just take it, take a beat, take a breath. And you have, you you have to keep on keeping on because exactly. you can't make it in this industry. Even if, if you're a giver upper, you can't yeah, give up. 100%. Like you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in the products that you're representing in the company that you work with, the people and the team that you build around you. You have to believe in all that because if you don't, 
you're not being you're not being a true version of yourself you're putting someone out there who is essentially fake and nobody likes that person exactly and the thing i love that you said there though it's the exact same in the interview process right the interview process yes. is not easy it's going to go drag on there's going to be ups and downs and you think you got a job and now they gave it to somebody else and now you're back to square one and like again it's just going to show how you can do this and and i guess let me leave this with you amanda because i'm gonna say it to you either way but the listeners can say this is when life started getting easier for me in medical device sales. And, and this may be a little extremist, but this is where my brain had to go with some days to cope with all the crap you deal with is I could die tomorrow and they'd fill my spot within a month. And the fact what I'm saying by that is it's not to take away from what you're doing at this moment. And like, you need to still do that because you're the person for the job. But what I'm saying is your doctor goes and is with somebody else and you're like, the world is over. <laughs> but you're really, the world's really not over, right? It's just a rough day. And for example, maybe they were just trialing a product, but they're still with you, right? Like you never know the full story. But the reason I just say that is because there'd be so many days. And again, I'm still a year in, so it's the learning, but like you get so stressed, you get so mad, you get so frustrated because you know, and you're, and the reason those emotions come up is because you know how hard you're working to grow the territory, to convert these doctors, to do everything. But then I realized one day I was just like, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow, be dead, and they'd fill my spot within a month. Like what I'm doing here, it makes a difference, but it doesn't make a difference. And I guess that's just something for people to think about is that's how I'm able to separate and be Jacob outside of medical device sales. Because yes. you're going, to, like you said, this is a lifestyle. For example, I just booked my travel for next week. Next Wednesday, I'm starting nice and early. I'm going all the way late. I will be going to the airport. I will go from a case straight to the airport to fly two hours to get to my place. I have an hour drive to my hotel to go to bed, to wake up, and then go do my cases, do a lunch, meet with a new doctor, drive back to the airport, fly back, and get home at eight o'clock the next night. Now, that's a lifestyle, right? Because it's not just checking in and checking out. That's, that's literally... 24, 48 hours of my life that I have no control of, that's 100% for the work. So again, that's just something that I tell people, you don't know until you're actually in it, that it's like you have to be able to separate, like you said, that work-life balance, because I'm Jacob in medical device sales, but I'm a whole lot more like it's it's the same thing I said when I was a personal trainer. I'm Jacob McLaughlin. Yes, I'm a personal trainer, but that's not who I am. Same thing with medical device sales. I'm a medical device sales rep, but that's not who I am. I have, I like to go work out. You know, I like to read. Like I have hobbies outside of medical device sales, right? So just making sure and never forgetting that when you guys are going through this interview process, but once you break in, because, you know, I just had someone call me yesterday and they're like, dude. I didn't understand what you meant by drinking by a fire hose, but I'm starting to get it right. And it's like, it's going to be so much and it can, and the best, the worst and the best thing is you know, reps. I, again, I don't have an associate, so I don't have to do it, but the best favorite thing they love to do is they get a new person and throw them to the wolves right away because they're like, let's watch and see how they react. Are they going to like just get eaten up and lose it? Or are they going to like be a fighter? So Again, as you guys break in, as you do this, again, I'm just rambling now, but it's just, I, I wanted to give that piece of advice in it. So Amanda, I do want to still go back to you where 
okay, you broke into medical device sales. You're going to have people listen to this that are going to be able to relate that don't have sales experience that haven't been able to get in. What advice would you give to them? Because they're going to reach out to you, but they're going to be like, Hey, what would, what advice would you give me to break into medical device sales? And, and what do you think are your, your true points for yourself that helped you be successful? And what would you tell somebody that's trying to break into medical device sales? So the first thing I would say 100% is you have to be confident in yourself like knowing like who you are, what you want and what you're working for, like what the goal is. If you kind of are just like blindly like, oh, I think I'm going to try this. I don't know if this is going to be for you. Yep. Uh, you have to be very committed to the process every step of the way. And so being confident in like your goal and what you're trying to achieve is incredibly important. Uh, and I, when I was first trying to break in and talking to people, they would ask me that. And I'd be like, I, I don't know. I'm just da, 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 trying to learn more. And what they told me is like, you need to figure that out first. You need to figure out what you want to be doing, the like maybe what division you want to be working in. You need to figure that out. And then you can start doing what you, what like the networking and such. Because here's the thing the more focused that you can be in your interview processing. Uh, so say, let's pull a random one out there. Let's say that you're really, really wanting to do aesthetics, like something complex, not even like, like you want to do aesthetics. Well, if you know that about yourself, then you're, I guess like your targeting of who you talk to and who you network with is a lot more narrow than casting that wide net of like just anybody on the earth who is in medical device. Yep. So the information that you're going to get is more concise and more clear. The people that you're going to be talking to are going to have a real life knowledge base on what your life could potentially look like, whether that be the lifestyle or even the earning potential. Yep. You, if you're able to narrow those things down, you can be more focused in your search if that makes sense. But so confidence, I guess, like honing in on like what you want to accomplish. And then the third thing I would say is if you're not networking, you are wrong. Yep. Period. You have to network. I preach it from the like, back. You know, I have people going, yeah, I'm hands going one more crazy. Time gross. <laughs> like if you are not networking, you are, and you can even look this up. It's called, it's literally a video on YouTube. It's called the hidden job market look it up if you've never watched it. It's, it's amazing. The fact of the matter is that most jobs in medical device are not posted. And that is a hundred percent true. Two of the offers that I got, they were not posted jobs. They were, they were from distributors who I was just talking to somebody and they're like, you know what? I like you. Yep. They were not jobs that were posted. So aimlessly applying for jobs on company websites, on glass, whatever, Glassdoor, Yelp, whatever it may be, it's not going to, you're going to get those automated computer like emails that are like, we have decided to not move forward with your application. And you're like, oh man. And if you get hundreds of those, yeah, that can really weigh, weigh down on a person. Yep. But you're not talking to a human, you're talking to a computer. Yep. This, you're in sales. It is all about relationships. It is all about connection. You have to connect with people. Uh, and, you know, sometimes that involves like just getting on LinkedIn, setting a, a goal for yourself. I would kind of do like, all right, I want to connect with at least five new people a day. 
And that's what I would do. connect with five new people a day. And then of the five, I would send them messages like, you know, basically, hi, are you willing to talk to me? Are you willing to talk to me? You don't have to be like weird. Don't be weird about it. And don't be annoying. Yep. Like I was always very concerned about like, uh, I don't want to double message people because I don't want them to think I'm annoying. Yes, but also no. If they respond, they're willing. Yep. So setting up phone calls to actually like get on the phone with these people. Yeah. They, the, the, um, the amount that they'll be able to, the information they'll be able to get out in a phone call is so much more than what they're going to type up in an email or type up in a LinkedIn message. Get on the phone. Do not be afraid to ask for that. Um, and then it's confidence, hone in what division or kind of where your goals are, where you want to be, network. And then the other thing that I would say is like, this is so, so cheesy. Don't give up. Yep. Like, don't give up. If you know this is what you want to do and this is where you want to be and this is the industry that you want to be in, do not give up. Yep. Every, Jacob has said it, every no leads you to your next yes. Yep. And, and, yeah. and that's just the, the reason I want to just say something is that's in sales too, right? Like, cause once you break in, if you don't give up, you're going to break into this job and, and that's just going to happen. Right. Because no matter what, if you just never give up, eventually it's going to happen. There's the, right. the ice will break, but it's even in here, right? If I go to all my accounts and they're like, like this has happened to me, I go into my accounts. Hey, will you, and set up a launch. And they're like, Nope, don't want to use you. Nope. Don't want to use you. Nope. Don't want to use you. Hey, we want to use you. It's just a matter of time. And again, this is what I tell people. Maybe some accounts, maybe it's a never, but you never know, right? Like, because all it takes, especially once you're in medical device sales, it's happened for me. The competitor rep doesn't show up. The case goes horrible. Guess who's getting a call because they know I always show up and they're like, we don't want to deal with it. Or it's like, they had a problem or it's just, there's been too many things. You just never know. So the, a man is a hundred percent on that. And like, that was always mine. I said, in my mind, I said, I could be at this a year. It could take me two years because I was like, I'm not going to medical sales college. I'm not going to go get mm -hmm. a B2B sales job. And I knew that it could take me longer, but I was like, I'm just going to keep doing this. I'm never going to give up. And I'm like, here's the thing too, is, you know, every single position or every single part of this journey leads you into where you're going. Because if I didn't have what I had the six months of trying to break in, I would have never landed a full line sales rep. I would have been an associate, you know, right away. I, I doubled everything for myself. I had the real responsibility, which is great for my life. And again, I'm, I tell people it's a very blessed. I would have never got that if I took the first job offer. I would have never got that if I just took what I could or if I gave up after the hundredth person told me I need to go get sales experience, right? So again, whatever you guys are doing through this journey, make sure that you just, you have a goal like Amanda's saying and, and just stay in and hone in on it. And again, understand you're going to get punched in the face, but it's how much do you want it? Right. Like that. And that's my favorite. I think we should leave it on this. Mike Tyson. Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. You know, that was a quote I live by. And it's the truth. Right. If you're just going and you're going to get hit, how are you going to handle adversity? And that's what you're going to do. And then the last thing I do want to touch on, Amanda, is what you said is like honing in on where you're going. The reason why that's so stinking important is if you know where you're going, what people don't understand is medical device is a small, small world. If you if like, for example, if you go to my division. There's only so many people in my division. I probably know the name of 
at them or I ha know people who know them, right? So it's like, if you know exactly where you're trying to go, you're going to be networking with people who are like, if I call my teammates, I can talk to them about this certain person. And we already are having conversations about them. And then also you're going to know all the information like Amanda's point to that. And then you know how much of a rock star you sound like when you get in on an interview and they're like, how the heck did you find that out? How do you know that? Like they were, and, and I say this all the time. The reason I got the job I have now is because I came more prepared than anybody else. And it literally didn't be because I was on the websites. They don't tell you anything on the websites. It's because I literally talked to way more people and I knew the market research by that. I knew the lifestyle. I knew how much money I could make. I knew, like, I already knew all the answers they were supposed to tell me in the interview because I had already reached out to so many people. And that again, they were so impressed with. And that's why I beat someone out who had 10 years experience because they couldn't believe if how much information I came with. And that strictly was due to, I knew that this was my number one. So I honed in on it and I did, I gave everything. I literally, I'm looking at my bed because I literally would sit here and I wouldn't sleep for three days. Cause I'm like, I need this job. I need this job. It would be like <laughs> obsessing about it. So again, Amanda, I just want to first off say congratulations on breaking Thank in. You. It's I'm very amazing. excited. I'm yeah. very excited. And you should be because you worked hard. And again, I'm just excited for you because I say this to everybody too, is like medical device sales and why I love doing this podcast is medical device sales is a, it's an industry that it's, it's going to change your life, you know, like for the fact right. of just what you're going to learn, what you're doing for other people, but also just financially, like there's nothing to hide about it, right? This is a, it's yeah. a world that you're going to make three to 10 X what a teacher can make, you know? So it's like, it's life-changing. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So again, I just want to say, it's the reason. <laughs> so I want to say congratulations to you. And I do want to just say thank you for jumping on our podcast and sharing this, your tips with everybody, because this is a great podcast. I know I've drugged it off by just going on tangents, but everybody, if you guys can please re-listen to this one because Amanda dropped bombs in there for you, especially even just the last five minutes that she listed what she did what to do because she's a hundred percent right. And there's a reason, again, I say this on every podcast. There's a reason the people I'm having on these uh, interviews and these podcasts have job offers. And for Amanda got multiple job offers, right? It's not like they're just throwing stuff. It's if you listen to every podcast, they have a very clear, they were hungry. They were ready to go. They networked. They put themselves in better <laughs> positions. And now through ups and downs of interview process, they landed jobs. So again, please just go back and re-listen to this one and just listen to what Amanda has done and why she wanted to get into this and, and help develop your own story. So you can too, hopefully be like Amanda and getting several job offers. I hope you, I hope you guys are able to do that. This <laughs> podcast helped me a lot. So if you're currently in that journey where like you're trying to break in, maybe you're just starting your journey. Like if you're just starting one, go back and listen to all the ones from before they're important. I promise they are. Uh, but two, if you're like kind of been in the process for a while, man, just keep stick, sticking with it. Like I, when I tell you that this podcast helped me stay focused and motivated to like continue to like push and pursue this industry, it did. I don't think I, I don't think I would have landed a position like I did without the advice that I gained from this podcast. So you guys want, you're on the right track listening already. So 
congratulations. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Amanda. Thank you so much. And I'm glad that it was helpful. Um, I just, again, want to say thank you for being on the podcast. I appreciate you so much. Uh, before I jump off, where can people find you if they'd like to just reach out to you and introduce themselves? And now if they have questions, um, I always do put this on the podcast, joking around. Don't be a weirdo. Don't be a creep when you guys reach out to people, because like that, I get people who reach out to me and I'm like, what the heck is going through your head? Right? Like be a human being. And also I always just say, this. If you're going to reach out to somebody, do the research. Because as somebody who literally gets thousands of people who has a podcast, who has this, the amount of times people reach out to me and they'll be like, oh, you work for this company? I'm like, it literally takes 10 seconds to look at my LinkedIn. Like, So please, if you guys are going to reach out and do that stuff, come prepared. Don't just be some weirdo. Because again, Amanda's going to be doing, like, she's going to be starting a new job, but even she's going to be working a job. We don't just have hours to spend with people as much as we want to, right? A lot of times, like even for myself, I'm like, I got four minutes. I got seven minutes. I'll give someone a call. They better have one good question, two good questions. And then that's all I can give them. So again, if you're going to reach out to Amanda, be prepared. But Amanda, where can they find you? Uh, well, I'm definitely on LinkedIn. Um, my name is Amanda Hawk, H-O-C-K. Uh, so you can definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, but you're not going to find medical device stuff on that. I'm going to be real. Yeah. And then I do have a TikTok as well. There it uh, go. And, but I'm going to be real. My, my TikTok is a lot of teacher content. There you go. Hey, but, you know, it's going to make a shift. It's gonna make a shift. <laughs> but I, I love it. But I want this to be said again. I just restate it. If you guys are, I stick to LinkedIn, but if you go to Instagram or Facebook, don't be the weirdos in Instagram and yeah. Facebook. Cause there's enough of those. We don't need any more in our world. Um, so again, Amanda, thank you so much for joining jumping on the podcast. If you guys are watching again, pre I'll press the like and subscribe button. It helps us grow this channel. If you guys are listening, a five-star review helps us push this channel. If you guys are interested in breaking into medical device sales, again, I have that ebook new to medical device sales. The link is in the show notes where it just goes in what I did to get four job offers. I was a, per a previous personal trainer with no sales experience, got told a thousand times I need sales experience. I did not want to do that because uh, I believed I had what it took. And I do, I show everything in that ebook. I put my business plan. I put everything that I did to get prepared. I put um, together messages that I send out to people, my follow-up messages. So again, just trying to put resources. And again, this is always just to be a resource to you guys. If, if there's some people that are more visual learners, again, and like Amanda said, my favorite thing I hear is when people take mine and they mix it with something else, because I'm not sitting here and saying it's a one size fits all, right? There's maybe one thing that you take out of it that helps you get to the next point and vice versa with other people's stuff. So again, if you want, you can check that out at new to medical device sales.com. The sh uh, link is in the show notes, but again, you guys can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. I am on TikTok and Instagram on new to medical device sales, and we will see you guys on the next one. Appreciate you listening. Peace.